again. Welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. And guys, we have an action-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to start off, like we promised last week, with the Merck Zone NFL quarterback rankings, going from 32 all the way to the tippy-top of the league. Spoiler alert, I'm not on the list. Um, oh, no, wait, more... I had you at 33. <laughs> Not cool. All right. But, I mean, actually, it's better than some quarterbacks, like Tannehill and stuff. Yeah, right? it's, it's it's back up. Yeah, so right. They're cool. probably like 35. Expansion team. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, after the Mercs on quarterback rankings, we are doing tons of basketball this week, guys. So if you're not a basketball fan, you still to, you know, should still you know keep going, follow with it. You know, Maybe you learn a as thing much or as you two. Can. Exactly, right? Because you're not going to get better information than right here. So we're, we got tons of stuff. We got the Anthony Davis trade. We got Ed Stefanski comments. Before the draft, most importantly, on the state of the franchise for the Detroit Pistons, we're talking NBA draft, of course, and we're previewing NBA free agency because by the next time you hear our beautiful voices, free agency will have already begun, and we're probably going to know where a lot of those dominoes have already fallen. So, without further ado, Mike, I'm going to lend it over to you. Give me now... Just give me how you frame this a little bit, right? Because some people are going to go, okay, well, this guy's got this Super Bowl or whatever, yeah. and, you know, however. So how are, how did you rank these guys? Is it currently? Is it overall? How did how do we get So I, I base it off of currently about within the last, like, two to three years, okay. how they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trend, it, right? Yeah, the trend. So, right. like, some guys are going to be lower, even though they've won Super Bowls. They're mm-hmm. going to be lower on the list because recently they haven't been playing well. Spoiler Other guys, Eli Mary. <laughs> some guys haven't been to the Super Bowl, but have been playing very well. Right. And I also base off. I'm not basing off of building your team around them because right. I think that would be unfair to guys like Drew Brees, who you'd go, well, I don't want him for five years. Right. You would only want him for like say next year for a one year thing. Exactly. So I'm just going off of if you pluck them off their team and kind of just put them. On a random team. Like, I was like, Rob, right. name a team. And right. then he would name a team, and then you'd plot that quarterback there. How well would he do? Right. And I kind of, that's kind of how that's I base it off fair. of. I think right. it's the most fair way yeah, I could of course. It's the state of It's the state of the quarterbacks as it stands today, right? Yes. How they are right now. So if you're saying, okay, well, Carson Wentz should be super high because he's a guy you can build around. That may be so, but last year he didn't play that well. Yes. So he's not going to be top five on the list, yes. right? So, uh, so we all had this kind of context mm-hmm. going into it. All right, let's start now. Start at 32. Give me the, yep. the first five. Okay, so at number 32, I don't know how many people are shocked if you guys have been listening. Yeah. I put Andy Dalton at 32. <laughs> wow, really? Yep. You know, you know what's funny, actually? I was just talking to a coworker of mine about Andy Dalton. It's just a brief side note. And you look at him and you go... His career has been exceedingly average. Like, you just... Andy Dalton is a guy where... He's the most, like, 8-8-7 or 9-7 yeah, or whatever weird, quarterback. Right? And like, it's, it's just there. Yeah, and he's just not going to do any flat... He's not going to lose you football games, necessarily. But, man, he's not going to win you football no. games, either. Also, right before I keep going, yeah. cor- uh, rookie quarterbacks, as in Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, who are projected to start, yeah. are not going to be last, because I think there are some quarterbacks that are worse than them going right. into the league. Right. I'm projecting yeah. how they're going to be doing. Well, not only that, you have to think, if you're a first-round quarterback, right, and you're going to be you're the projected starter, which 99% of the time in the league you are, yes. you're projected to play at somewhat of a high level. So if, yep. if Kyler Murray craps the bed and we're here this time next year, he's going to be low on the list, right? Yep. Where, same thing goes if Aaron Rodgers has a, has another down year, right? Say he's top, whatever, I haven't seen the list, but he's top five. Okay, maybe he's only top ten now, you yep. know, so... All that kind Moves of stuff. Right. Anyway, let's so 32, I got Andy Dalton. Okay. 31, I have Josh Rosen, who will be starting for uh, the Miami. Miami Dolphins. Right. Jameis Winston at 30. 
for the uh, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, who is going to probably be the Washington Redskins quarterback. Okay. And Marcus Mariota rounds it out at number 28. Isn't that crazy Tennessee. how the two top draft picks, just from a few years ago, Mariota and Winston, these are both big years. I mean, yep. Tennessee actually went to the playoffs last year too, but this is big years for both of those guys. I mean, you look at that list. I don't necessarily disagree. I think those guys are... You know, with the exception, like the you know some of the rookies, but even Josh Rosen, he might as well count as a rookie because he's getting like a second rookie year. Yeah, almost. basically. Um, but you look at those guys, it like this is Jameis' last chance. You brought Bruce Arians in. You know, you got. I mean, I don't agree with their offensive coordinator selection and Byron Leftwich, but nonetheless, you know, Bruce Arians a hell of a football coach, great offensive mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Mariota there, who's supposed to be able. To, you know, they've got weapons. See, Mariota's supposed to be the guy, but he's just not shown it no, really. He's so injury just... prone. And his numbers are not good. Nope. I mean, let's be real. That defense played well last year. They have a solid run game. You know, they don't ask him to do a lot. I Once again, it's to the factor of, can he go win me a football game consistently? Just him. Yep. Take Derrick Henry out of it. Can I win a game throwing the ball 40 times to Mariota? I don't think I can. I don't know either. Yeah, that's yeah, why he's that's so the low. problem. That's yep. the problem. All right, let's keep going. All right, so number 27. And if I go through and you want to. Yeah, for sure. We'll whoa, stop crazy. It. You yeah. can stop. No problem. Uh, number 27, I got Kyler Murray. Okay. 26, I got Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. 25, I got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Number 24, Mitch Trubitsky. And number 23, Eli Manning. Okay. I think I would disagree with Eli just a little okay. bit. Um, I think that his. Worst two seasons as a pro have been the past two seasons. Yeah, but that's um, that's hardly right. where I think. Yeah, right, the for sound. sure. Yeah, I mean, so I would why, I would but... say no, no, I would say that Eli should be lower. Oh, you think I'm lower? Saying, yeah, oh, I okay. think so because you look at a guy. I'm not a big Trubisky guy. It's that's very well known. If anybody mm-hmm. knows who I am, I don't think you're super high on the Trubisky train either. Not really. But I think he's. I think he can go win you a football game more than Eli can. You Maybe. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that it's it's intriguing. You know, the way you have it placed right now. If you look at it, guys, too, and if you're a fan of one of these teams or one of these guys, please give us a comment if you disagree about it. But the big thing I think that some people, some of you guys need to realize, too, is that some of this being a good quarterback is, once again, like I've been saying, is being able to put the team on your back, right? Yeah. You don't know some of these guys can do that in their situation. But if we're talking the way we're talking more, if I take Lamar Jackson and plop him on the Green Bay Packers roster right now, I don't know if Lamar Jackson can pull out a victory with who they have on offense right now. You know what I mean? I don't know if some of these guys can go do that. Yeah. So my problem, my only concern with Mitch Trubisky was yeah. how great their defense was exactly. last year. Was yeah, if he was like year. if he was the Lions quarterback without the number one, number two defense in the league. Yeah. I don't know if he's winning that many games yeah. without Khalil Mack there. And right. Stuff. We win about three games. Maybe. Yeah. So that's that was yeah. my concern putting Eli. Right. Of course, no there. doubt about it. Right. Eli, no. that team is a dumpster fire. The yeah. Trubisky thing, I know some Trubisky. Well, you know, we beat the Lions. Yeah, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah, that defense you had a, you had a solid too. run game, right? You've got you've got weapons there. It's going to be the second year in the Nagy offensive system where, as as we've been saying on this show forever, football runs in trends, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you, you know, like, I expect the Rams to take a big step back this year just because secret's out, you know what I mean? Yeah. The secret sauce only lasts so long. That defense is going to have some regression. So if you're a Trubisky fan or you're a Chicago Bears fan, I think this is a year where you're definitely going to know what Mitch Trubisky is. If he goes out and throws 40 touchdowns, color me surprised. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have to see it to believe it. Same here. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look at number 22. Mm-hmm. I got Joe Flacco. Okay. Number 21, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Number 20, Kirk Cousins. Number 19, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And number 18, I had to do it to him, unfortunately, Sam Darnold. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, I actually, here's the thing. 
I think Flacco, Flacco's a tough one for me because sometimes Flacco looks great and other times Flacco looks like just downright garbage. You know what I mean? Yep. So he's a guy that's kind of confusing to me. Mm-hmm. So I think putting him in the twenties, yeah, in the twenties is fair, like high twenties. Because I think at yeah. his best, I think he's top, top 10, fifteen, or uh, yeah, I would say top fifteen. I think at his worst, he's bottom twenty-five. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, there's a big range. He has he has a biggest swing. Of anyone, no I doubt feel about like. it. I don't think that's a hard plot place for Darnold. I'm gonna be honest with you. Look, no, looking at these no, guys, when you keep when I keep yeah. going, you're gonna go. Yeah, yeah he's about there. Because like, unfortunately, I, I, I am with you, and we talked about this even last year at the end of the season, where you go, man, there's a lot to like about that kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all the rookies, I know Baker gets a lot of love because of the massive turnaround in Cleveland, but if you look at what the Jets had on offense compared to what Darnold was able to do. The way he's able to do it, the pocket presence, if the the strict arm ability alone, I mean, I, it's totally night and day, yeah. in my opinion, personally. I mean, I know Browns are going to get a lot of love. I know Baker's probably higher up on this list for a good reason. Yep. But I think Darnold is really, with Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, really going to flesh out. Uh, and, and the Jets, I think, are going to be a sleeper team they really need to look out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tough one to place here is Jimmy G because he hasn't really played a lot. But from what I've yeah. seen... I like what I've this, seen. Once again, I think, this is an, I think both him and Kirk Cousins are kind of the same guy in a lot of respects, right? You Basically, look at them and me. you go, what are they, right? And, and I think that with Kirk and Jimmy, right, you're living up to a contract. You know, I'd love to be in the, the Minnesota media or the San Francisco media just to see if the narrative is the same about them as it is about, like, Stafford here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they, there's no proven track record of winning consistently, nope. right? Jimmy G has started, what, 10 games and he's... You know, the high, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. Yep. You know, Kirk Cousins getting that major contract was supposed to be the missing piece to go to a Super Bowl. That obviously didn't happen. So a lot of question marks around these things. I even saw, just a side note, I saw a projection that if Jimmy G doesn't play well this year, that there's a – like somebody said that – I think it was uh, Sims from Bleach Report. He's like, I could totally see Minnesota dropping Cousins and going to San Francisco. And they basically swap quarterbacks. Oh, that would be awesome. How crazy yeah. would that be? Huh? I feel like if you swap Because Kyle Shanahan them, loves yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, if you, the time if you swap them, I feel like it's like... Yeah, it's no change. I know. Not but, really. It's but Kyle Shanahan's like, well, this is my quarterback. Yeah, like Jimmy know? G's just getting younger. Yeah. But like, that's it. Like, you're getting I, it, a younger Kirk Cousins. It's weird. Yeah, but and once again, that's... Or, Minnesota stuck, though, too. I don't even know how they could happen with that guaranteed contract. You got $48 million guaranteed money you're just going to let set on your books? I guess That's just... Okay. But all right, let's keep we'll going. Keep, we'll keep going. <laughs> um, so right above Sam Darnold, it's yeah. funny that you brought it up. Baker Mayfield will have right above Sam Darnold. Okay, all right. And I think right here matches out. I think everyone above this mm-hmm. is in like the like experience, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're their tier kind right. of thing. Yeah. I think the bottom ones are a lot of the rookies and guys sure. declining. Sure. Up here, you have like you're in your yeah. primes. Yeah. And you're, you've you're got a five-year really window where if you're starting a franchise right now, you can take these guys for the most part, likely, yeah. put them on your team, and build around them. Yeah. I, I would agree. So Baker's at 17 right out of that zone, yeah, I think. for sure. 16, I have Cam Newton. Okay. Um, love his running ability, but passing, yeah. hit or miss sometimes. The health is going to be big. Health, this is another yeah. big year for him. I know he's already gotten paid at least once, but I think this is a big year for Carolina. Most importantly, big year for Ron Rivera. Yeah. Uh, fifteen. I got Dak Prescott. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't put him any higher because of how great his offensive scheme is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you plotted him somewhere else. If you do the same, once which again, is a really Cowboys, tough spot. Right. Once again, the Cowboys thing. Right. That's an interesting one. I would maybe honestly. The only thing I probably have an argument with. I think I like. I think I put Dak a little bit lower just because I've never seen it yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his potential's there, and he makes big time throw. He made a big time throw against us. You know. Yeah. But. Sometimes with him, it's like, man, you shut down Zeke, and 
Yeah, you know what I mean. But, you what, but he all, the offense really opened up with Amari there. Yep. The Cowboys are going to be interesting because they pay they pay him thirty five million dollars a year, and they don't pay Zeke Elliott or Amari Cooper. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, like that's either. like you're totally like Dave Prescott's one guy where I feel like if you like if you paid Zeke and Amari, you yeah, could just like throw in another rookie there and yeah. like. Yeah, no, but whatever. Kidding, right? But yeah, he's there at fifteen for no me. No cap space to uh, report anybody. <laughs> number fourteen, I got uh, Jared Goff. Okay, player in uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three for mm-hmm. the Rams. Number thirteen, I have Nick Foles. Okay, Super Bowl MVP from Fifty Two, and then right above him, I have Carson Wentz at number twelve. Wow, reason you're, I, show, you're showing some super now, Homer love for now. Our boy reason, Stafford. I want you to know that right now. Everyone is doing a collective eye roll right now. Well, here, okay, here's my arguments. <laughs> Nick Foles. He had the most high, it was like a, the exact same Colin Kaepernick thing to me. Yep, for where sure. Where he had just like the end of the year run. Yep. And right after that, you didn't see much from yeah, him. Yeah, regression to the mean, yep. folks. Regression Ka- to the mean. Carson Wentz hasn't even played a, a full, full season. season. Nope. And Jared Goff benefited from having like the super team, like a Warrior mm-hmm. super team. Mm-hmm. Still couldn't even win it all with the right. super team. Exactly. And so that's, I mean, if you want to talk about maybe mm-hmm. I'm a Stafford homer, maybe. But honestly, but though, if you look point. at there's reasons behind that, right? Yeah. Like, once again, and were we subscribed to the theory, folks, too, just in case you're wondering, quarterback wins are not a stat, if you notice that. Joe Flacco was 22nd on this list, but we've got guys who played literally 16 games above him. Yeah. There's reason for that, guys, okay? But with that being said, I agree with you in a lot of the, in a lot of that respect, right? Like, Jared Goff, I can't put him bottom 20, uh, like 20 or below, because he has had success. Yes. But with that being said, this is another year like him – there's a reason why the Rams aren't rushing to go sign him to an extension. You know what I mean? Yep. If this year they take a step back and they go 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight and and in a definite dogfight of a, of a division with San Fran getting better, Seattle's still there, there's a lot of stuff going on in that division. So Jared Goff's going to need to carry more load with Gurley not being Todd mm-hmm. Gurley anymore. Yep. And then number eleven, rounding out right before our top ten, mm-hmm. I have Stafford. Okay, you know that's a fair that's a fair assessment, honestly. Right now, the way he played last year, especially, right? I think the two years before that were some of his best years statistically uh, and performance wise. He's still an all. He, I, I, to me, you know, like when I compare Stafford to other guys, right? That's that's the big thing we've been saying is being able to put guys on the field and say, "Can you go with me a football game?" Yep. I, we've seen that here in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're you're absolutely delusion if you say. Stafford can't throw the ball 50 times, we can't win a football game. Now, he did it for like four years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's definitely a thing. I think that is a perfect placement for where Stafford is right now. I'm extremely interested to see who your top 10 is. Okay, so I'm just going to go one by one. Yeah, Give me your sure. immediate reaction after yeah. I say it. Number 10, Philip Rivers. That's fine. You know what? In a year, in a two-year window, Philip Rivers played fantastic. I can't right. argue with that. Number 9, this one's very tough to, to say. No, number 9, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know what? Because Absolutely if you put Deshaun him. Watson on a better team that knows how to protect their damn quarterback, Deshaun Watson would be an AFC contender or yeah. an NFC contender right now. Yeah. So don't don't at me at that. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's a baller. So I have Watson at nine. Number eight, Patrick Mahomes. Yep, yep. Another guy I'd like to see this year, right? He deserves it. He's MVP, but I'd really like to see what happens yep. this year. Number seven, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fantastic. Can't say anything bad about Matt Ryan. Number six, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yep, he's got about, I think this is the year either it's going to be like that Brady blow-up year almost, where he's like, wow, that, he's still throwing like, yep. or it's going to be like, oh, 
maybe it's time. <laughs> Number f- ten. Now, now that was out of my. So now we're in the top five. Top five. My okay. Top five quarterbacks. I'm, so far, I'm I'm pretty much in lockstep with you. Uh, number five, Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's been he's fantastic. Yep. I'm so, as long as he can stay healthy, dude. The Col- the Colts really. The fact they only got one Super Bowl with Peyton is kind of sad when you think yeah. about it. I think really I think with Luck so. you can get. Yeah, I think you can get. Multiple. Especially when Brady kind of rolls out, I think Luck just goes. No. Okay, here I am. Yeah, pretty much because that division, especially if like they can't keep Deshaun upright in Houston. Yeah, who's stopping him? Yeah. Who's stopping him? So that Andrew Luck's my number five, number four, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell. Uh, Wilson. I don't think there's much to say well, about that. Well, that's the thing too. I I have not always been the biggest Russell Wilson guy. You know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. But I will say that last year, without the Legion of Boom, he came in and played out of his mind for a series of games. I mean, you look at what he did against Detroit. I mean, we couldn't. He was like twenty for twenty-one for like five touchdowns. It was stupid. So. Yeah. I mean, you look at a guy like that with not the best weapons around him. The offensive line is average at best. The defense played better than people thought, but he really carried the team and kind of made, you know what, this is my team. It's not the defense's team. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Number three, Drew Brees. Yeah, he's playing He's playing phenomenal football. I'm worried where the – I feel like Drew Brees is the Brett Favre where it's like he's going to be – he's going to have that resurgence. He's always been playing at a high level for so long. I'm waiting for the year where he's just a pick machine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he threw for 30 touchdowns, but he threw 24 picks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's coming. <laughs> Number two, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say this, and we talked about this before the show. Aaron Rodgers, this is a big year for Aaron Rodgers. New head coach. You're not getting any younger. You signed a massive extension. They invested in the defense. Um, you have some You have some proving to do here. Not, not necessarily proving like go win a Super Bowl, but to prove that you can stay healthy. And that you can be the Aaron Rodgers of old because if we if if last year was any indication of where Aaron Rodgers is going to be going forward, the Green Bay is in trouble. Yeah. He's in deep, deep trouble. And number one, probably not surprising to anybody that yeah. ever listens to football podcasts, Tom yeah, right. Brady. Yeah, no, he's six time champion. I mean, he played like an MVP during the playoffs at times. You know yeah. what I mean? He outdueled Mahomes. I get the whole overtime thing, but he outdueled him at the end. Yeah. You know, they do enough, and it, once again. It's not so much that Brady has thrown the ball 40 times anymore. It's the fact that I know that if they have to throw the ball 40 times, they still have a great chance to win a football game. And nobody's more clutch than Tom Brady. Nope. Nobody's more clutch. I, Mike, that was fantastic. Clutch. I'll give you a round of applause. That was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Seriously, I, I mean, you look at that, I, I, and I'm sure people with their quarterback, right, we're, our, we're Stafford guys, obviously, so I'm sure people will be like, whoa, you know, man, whatever, but... I think that if you give an honest assessment of who each quarterback is, what their strengths are, and being able to put them on another team and where and where that team would go with them yep. being led, I think that was a great list. I really do. Where do you think is one thing I was like wrong at? Do you have anywhere um, where you're just like outright you're like, yeah, I don't think that's right. Um, I think that, ah, man, that's tough. I, I think that you could probably put, um, I think you could put a guy like Jimmy G a little bit lower. Um, I think you could put a guy like uh, Derek Carr a little bit higher. Okay. Just because I know he had a rough year last year uh, with, with Gruden and everything like that, but the years before he got hurt, he was playing at an extremely high level. There was a reason why he got that extension. Yep. I think that Oakland now with with Antonio Brown, obviously, I think they got Tyrell Williams, two and free agency. You've got some pieces there. You've got a new running back in the first round. I think that's a guy who could potentially benefit from another year in the system, right? Like yeah. just like we're looking for Stafford to bounce back in a big way. I think Oakland, because they didn't draft a quarterback, is really looking at Derek Carr and say, "Hey, let's go." And we'll you be able to mean? watch him on Hard Knocks. Yeah, exactly. Not our Detroit Lions. Not our Detroit Lions. <laughs> so I would be them. <laughs> right, but Mike, no, honestly, that was a fan. That was fantastic. I really right. enjoyed that. That was Love really that. fun. Right, we'll we'll have to do the divisions and 
yeah. quarterbacks and all that good stuff. Running backs. Running oh, backs. God, that's impossible. <laughs> Maybe we do like running back committees or something, or like wide yeah. receiver groups or Maybe. something yeah. crazy. All right. Right before we go to the break, I do want to talk NBA draft. Okay. okay? I want to talk about that because uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, guys. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it on NBA television or whatever like that. But I do want to talk about a couple things. I want to cool. first ask you, we both watched the draft. Perfect. Um, uh, any surprises and or winners? Give me okay. one, you know, like, did you have, is there a winner of this draft? There was. Okay, give me give me your winner. Okay, well, you could say the Pelicans won. Of course, but we'll they, talk about the Anthony Davis yeah. trade after the break, so don't worry about Pelicans that. Pelicans won, I think, before the draft, though. Yes, I correct. think with the lottery and everything correct. and the moves they made, they won before <laughs> they the draft. Chance of I think. <laughs> crazy. Um, I think the team that actually, actually won was yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. When you look at what they did, yeah. so at the number four pick, you get DeAndre Hunter, right. who can really ball out, yep. and he play, he could play with Trey Young, and that's no a doubt. very scary duo. Oh, absolutely. And then you look at their number 10 pick, because they picked number 10, mm-hmm. and then you get Cam Reddish, right. who was a predicted top five guy, yeah. and you get him at number 10. So now you have your big, you have like your small forward shooting guard in mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter, mm-hmm. and you have one of the top 10 point guards probably in the league right now in Trey Young. So yeah. your starting core is starting to filter out to be and very good. Young under team control, yep. right? You, in the East. In the East. So right? you're There's probably going to make a lower seed this year. Absolutely. If you really to. Right, no doubt. So I, I think th- that's my big winner is yeah. the Hawks. I think the big loser of this draft, honestly, and it pains me to say this a little bit because I'm a big John B. My guy is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I thought they reached little a little bit at, at uh, what was it, four, right? Four or five? Five. Five yeah. for, the, for the point guard. Mm-hmm. I thought the trade with Detroit, which we'll talk about the Pistons trade up here in a second, they gave away four second-round picks to Detroit to move back up Too to many. 30. I was like, geez, man, that's a lot of – I mean, I get it. Second-round picks are like candy in the NBA. I understand that. But it's a lot of draft capital to move up, you know, to go get a guy that may not be – I understand what they're trying to do. But it, to me, it does. It looks like they just drafted a whole bunch of guys, and I don't, I, I don't see the plan. Yeah, yet. for, I guess for the best me, way that. it's if Kevin Porter Jr.'s good, yeah, then it works out. It works out, and you're like a mm-hmm. genius, right? And in two years or three years, if he's like, like his. He's average. Yeah, he's yeah. like super average. Mm-hmm. Then you look. You yeah, really, you right. really lost this one. I, I think I even some of the announcers are a little confused by what the beeline plan is. Now, I'm not going to doubt John Beeline, hell of a basketball coach no. for us. But I mean, for what he can do with like nothing, right? Exactly. But the NBA so. is a whole different game, so I'll be yeah. interested to see that plan. Um, I want to talk a little bit though before we go to break. I want to talk about the Pistons draft because I liked. Uh, we're going to talk about the the state of the franchise here after the break, but I liked what they did. I like the fact that they were able to get some more capital. They didn't trade up. They mm-hmm. didn't go reach for somebody necessarily. I like the fact that they went young and they didn't. It was a very home run or big mess kind of pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like this franchise kind of needed something like that. I absolutely loved yeah. this guy. Right. When you watch, like, I watched, like, some of his. How do you pronounce his name? I don't even know. It's Seku the. Um... I have it written down here. It's Domboya. Yeah, Domboya. Like Seku Domboya. Right, sure. Or something. It's he's right. from Guinea in France. Yeah, he's from, he's a forward out of France. <laughs> right. Six nine two thirty. Right. He's and a wing. He's, he's a, a wing. Thank yeah. the Lord, he's a wing. So he yeah, he's a versatile Jeez. defender. Apparently, from their scouting reports, he yeah. can defend the two through the five. The one was kind of scary. Yeah. Apparently, off switches, um, yeah. he wasn't very good on the one. But the two through the five, mm-hmm. apparently, he was very good. Right. So my, a, he attacks the rim too. He, yeah. he glides. My he glides my baby hope is that they move him to small forward, mm-hmm. and then Kennard can finally just no, go I think to shooting guard. I think that's why they went wing yeah. early, is because I think they put him at small. 
I don't know if he plays right away, but the way I like the way the Pistons attacked this draft, because they didn't go and reach necessarily, right? They let the board fall out, especially at 15. What they do in the second round, right? They got some players. They got a backup point guard, right? Because I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Ish Smith, thank God. And, you know, they got another wing, too, so they got wing depth now, right? So Bruce Brown can now also come off the bench, thank the Lord. So we, you're doing some things where... Um, they let the board kind of fall to them. They picked their spots, and they took the capital they got from the Cavs at pick 30 and, you know, kind of used some of that to go up and go get some of the guys that they want. I really like the pick at 15. I think the dude glides when he runs. He attacks crazy, the rim, yeah. right? He's been playing professionally, and I think it's not only a pick for now, but I think it's a pick for the future, right? Where if you believe in Dwayne Casey as a development coach, then – this guy will develop, and he should develop quickly. Yep. You know what I mean? So that that was a big thing for me. Um, the one thing I will make real quick here before we go to break is why is it that the NBA just can't make trades official when they happen? Like, you got guys going up there wearing hats that are like three teams ago that pick belonged to. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I got drafted by the Nets who through Atlanta, through the Kings, through Sacra or through uh, Golden State, but I'm actually going to Utah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you got to make all the hops. Even the announcers were confused. Like, he's belongs. They're making the pick on behalf of the Pistons, who traded cash in a second round pick in 2025 at a ham sandwich, all just for this guy. Like, so yeah, confusing. Because the league doesn't reset. Like, I the NFL, so the league resets before and the then draft. they do everything. The like, NBA oh. is like, we're just gonna wait and then reset everything July 6th. And we're all like. Why? That's like three weeks from exactly. now. Exactly. You're like, seriously? <laughs> like, how are you? It's like almost like IOUs written on a napkin. Okay, you promised me that we were going to trade yeah. this guy for this guy. It's like, funny because when we talk about this Anthony oh Davis trade gosh. thing, they could just go, yeah, I'm Never good. Never mind, I'm cool. You yeah, know, like I July mean, 5th, you, you can go, eh, you I don't really want to do we this. We got Zion, we're fine. Yeah, you know, it'd be I mean? crazy. Uh, like, it's just it's just weird. You know what I mean? You got guys with hats on that are not even on the team. Yeah. They look at the hats like, this doesn't even mean nothing. All right, cool. I mean, the hats were... They're fine. It's yeah, whatever. Right. They're they're NBA hats. We'll say it that. But it's just it's it was just funny to me because I'm yeah, like I feel that you know hop after hop after hop. Mike, get your act together, NBA. Adam Silver's all up there, all giddy and everything, looking like that alien that he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. But all right, after the break, we're talking. We're gonna jump right into the Anthony Davis trade. Mike's got a lot of takes about it. Yes, so. I've got something too. I want to propose to him. And then also okay. we got some Ed Stefanski comments on the state of the franchise, the Detroit Pistons, and we're gonna end the show. On something that's fairly highly touted, the preview of NBA free agency. We've been talking about it. We've been wanting to talk about it. Now's that time. Are we both predicting where everyone's going to go? I'm going to give you some guys, and I'm going to let you pick, and I'm oh, going to say. Oh, I have all the oh, guys. Oh, you got the guys? Oh, excuse me. I guess Mike's going to do it. I guess we'll both do it then. Okay, all cool. of that Sounds good. After the break. Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. Alright, welcome back to part two of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. The champ is here. Along uh, with the Mercs on the former yes. champ, I guess. Oh, wait, where's Kyle? Ka- oh, oh uh, that sucks. He's probably taking somebody's or- popcorn order right about now. Probably. Or crying about Derek. Or he's so. looking for Derek. Hey, you know what's funny? Apparently, he <laughs> saw Rashad Gary yesterday there. Are you serious? Yeah, he texted me that the other day. Did he t- Did he say that he's dead to him now because he's a Green Bay Packer? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he probably missed a tackle or something like that while he was Probably. He was probably going there and, like, slipped inside going into the door because, yeah. like, he can't But the Packers are still somehow going to go 12-4 and because... Because Aaron Rodgers is the second like best quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Let's the Whatever. first half, guys. Whatevs. Whatevs. All right. 
Anthony Davis. Okay. He's an L.A. Laker. Or he's going to be July 6th. For all intents and purposes, he's an L.A. Laker, right? All right. Three first-round picks, including the number four (laughs) pick at the time, right? You got Lonzo, you got Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram, and three first-round picks. Yes. Holy crap. That's a lot. All for Anthony Davis. And so... (laughs) Yes. Just, first off... Okay. Who wins the trade? Okay. Um, I have... If you say Lakers, I'm going to smack Okay, well, here's here's what I think. This is a very honest opinion, actually. Um, I think there's a short-term winner and a long-term winner, obviously. Yeah. I think short-term, like this upcoming season and maybe the year after, I think the Lakers win. Because you get... Um, it's basically what, like, in football, like, what the Rams did and mm-hmm. stuff, where you literally just go, we're going to get AD, we're going to try to get another, you know, Kemba Walker, yeah. you're going to try to get another guy here, the Warriors are injured, so you got, like, Clay out, KD out, mm-hmm. and when you go through the list of the teams, this Lakers team is probably the favorite now to win mm-hmm. in the West, so I think this upcoming season, I think they win, However, I have a qualm about that, but I'll bring it up. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. However, long term, talking ten years yeah. or whatever, Pelicans easily win. <laughs> they have the young <laughs> no team, kidding. fantastic players that are yeah. going to develop, yeah. and they're going to look like a Warriors thing where you got Lonzo going to Zion, and then you got um, freaking Josh yeah. Hart in the corner, and you got yeah. so much going there yeah, now. For sure. So I yeah, think long term they win. Here's the thing: I, I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about the Lakers here in a second. But I want to talk okay. about the Pelicans first. I mean, what Fair. what is this? Is the future right? We just hit on it a second ago, but. I mean, the future for the Pelicans, I'm, I get it, you lose Anthony Davis, a franchise-altering player at the time, but, man, if you're a Pelicans fan, you got to be excited. Even if you're not the big Zion guy, I am not a big Zion guy. I'm, I'm very, we've been on the record and saying, I like John Morant better. I, oh, I love, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but like, not even a question. But if for what they were going to do, whatever, right? He can yeah. jump out of the gym. I get it. But if you're a Pelicans fan, you got to be Super stoked with mm-hmm. what's going on right now. I mean, you basically just redid your starting five like that yep. and got depth uh, along with that and top prospects. Yep. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that team, right? If Alvin Gentry can't put it together, they I feel like that would be a team that some like veteran, experienced head coach could go to and be like, take them over the top. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean, they look promising. Actually, and to my Lakers point, yeah. I made that this year they're a mm-hmm. big threat to win probably. Yeah. I think... When you really look at what they have, the Rockets are falling apart in their West. The Thunder are just the Thunder. Yeah. The Warriors are breaking down. You got all these teams that are in the West that are basically like falling apart. Mm-hmm. And you got the Jazz weird uprising over here on the side. And the Nuggets. Which, <laughs> and the Nuggets. But like, I feel like the Pelicans right now, like yeah, next year, sure. maybe Could the definitely year after, can be a legit definitely contender compete. to be no doubt. Uh, a mid-seed playoff team. That right, can well, because really you don't there. know what the Spurs are, right? They're always going to be good as long as Pop is coaching, right? But yeah. you don't know how consistent that's going to be. You don't know what Portland's going to to do Oklahoma City like is in disarray. Houston, you might as well just light a match and douse it because it's over with. <laughs> at this point. I'm sorry, yeah. you had your two year window, you blew it. It's yeah. what happens. But now let's talk a little bit about. I want to talk about the Lakers. You said that they're okay. the favorites to win this championship. Yeah. I have a little bit of a problem with that, and I'll tell it's you fair. why. What I'm hearing right and what we've seen online is that they're still trying to package the rest of that back court right. So Wagner and a couple other of these young guys. And, uh, and bringing a third team in to create cap space in order to get another max player, right? I don't even know if it's actually financially possible if, if, if Anthony Davis doesn't waive his trade bonus because he gets $4 bucks. Yeah, I think, off that. I think I've heard that like if Let's, they wait to right, a certain time, they right. can. Let's whatever. just say for whatever instance that, that it's possible, okay. right? I, I don't think, like say they get Kemba, okay? 
I, I, for me, you got to have other guys. Oh, I, I totally. You know agree. what I mean? Like, if your bench is nobody, like nobody, nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Pistons level bench. Yeah. You're in some deep. Tr- I get it, but you've got three amazing guys. LeBron's not 28 anymore. LeBron's yeah. 34. Yeah. AD, I mean AD, I get it, you know, but he's gonna either sign another extension anyway, right? He's gonna cap strap you, and then you're gonna sign another max player. You can't have all three of those guys on the court for 48 minutes. I, I, and that's the you know only I mean? downside I have. I just feel like the, the means team. to get there. Yes. They're just gonna like if you don't. It, that's my only concern. Like LeBron. Same thing, right? Twist an ankle. He's out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. If you can't recoup, you know I mean? yeah. you've got all this money going into it. You're banking on the perfect circumstance with like the best veterans possible that mm-hmm. are going to take minimum deals to win a championship. This was the problem that when KD went to the Warriors, right. people thought would happen, yeah. was the bench got totally depleted. Right. They were just lucky that no one got hurt, yeah. so you had that whole starting lineup. For sure. But that was the main point. It was like, what if KD gets hurt? Yeah. Then you have no bench, because that's what the Warriors led on, was right. you have this extraordinary bench where Steph only has to play 32 minutes a night because you mm-hmm. have Livingston who can come off the bench. And Iguodala. But, and Iguodala and, and all these guys. Yeah. Guys, right. But um, to that point, though... If it, you can hindsight this and yeah. go, if LeBron gets hurt for a month, you're screwed. Right. However, I do think though that if they're all, if you go hindsight like th- five mm-hmm. years from now and they aren't hurt, mm-hmm. I think you're looking, wow, that's a great idea. Like I think, I'm totally well, fine. I with think that. though the problem with that too is that what Golden State did, which the Lakers are not doing, is Golden State went and bought picks to fill that bench. Right. They yeah. went, we're gonna go draft all of our second round dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They went very selective on the people they were gonna pay. Right. Now they got some luck with some guys taking less money. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, though, they were like, okay, we're gonna go draft him. Right. He's gonna play this kind of role. We're gonna draft him. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think they reached yesterday for Jordan Poole, by the way. I don't know why that was a thing, but whatever. Yeah. So I, I I do think there's the difference between the two is LeBron's like his own like system like not yeah. everyone can play in that system no doubt the warriors, That's what I'm like the warriors have like if you're a shooter yeah you can play it. you're there mm-hmm. like you're like quinn and cook mm-hmm. you can fill in perfectly because okay steph can't play for now right. quinn and cook you come in you shoot the ball that's literally right. all they do the lakers situation is hard because there's not another lebron i know so like you go there and you go just, if lebron gets hurt that's like half the system <laughs> and then it's like what do you do? Like, who yeah. do you fill in? I just, I, I'm and very, then I if see you're a Lakers problem. fan, I mean, there's a reason to be excited, but man, is there a reason to be like, huh, like, yeah, oh my gosh. You, every game you're on the edge of your seat, and, and I, then and you I, see yeah, anyone right. go walk, down. ginger walking way down, you're oh like, season's done. And that's the thing, too. And I guess my other question is this. If the Lakers, right, don't win a championship while LeBron is there, what does this do to LeBron? I know we always come back to LeBron, but at the end of the day, he's the best player in the world, so I'm yes. going to talk about him, gosh dang it. <laughs> What does this do? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Let's say they don't get a Mac, another Max guy. Because I've heard they're having problems getting other people to come there because nobody wants to play there. But, I, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Right. But it, let's Which just, I would probably prefer, but it's fine. But yeah, right. But like, if they don't win a championship, even with the way it's constructed right now, they have AD and they have LeBron. They, they don't got Kuzma. Win, right, and they have Kuzma. They don't, have, they don't win a championship, though, right? How much does that affect LeBron? Because I do think it's going to affect the, the, I think, the, the landscape. Of you know, yeah, I think his, his legacy. I think this year in particular. Yeah. Now, when you go like fifteen years down the line and look well, back, it's gonna be not. different. Oh, right. But like as of this moment, yeah. it's gonna go. The Warriors are hurt. 
you have this team that's hurt, mm-hmm. Rockets are blowing up, Thunder aren't that good. Mm-hmm. You have all these teams. That, like, you're the total favorite going yeah. into this season right. that, like, if you don't win, you're like, ugh, that's not... He's that, not I think, younger, I think, man. I think the problem with LeBron is LeBron's never actually... Like, there's two times in the finals where he's been favorited to win. Yeah. Every other... The Dallas one where he yep. lost, right. and then the, the Thunder, Thunder one where he won. won. Yeah. Every other finals he's ever been in, mm-hmm. he's always been the underdog. So right. I think the story of you lost so many, but you're like, I wasn't expected to win these. Now you're expected to win, mm-hmm. so it's going to hold off way worse if you don't win because you're like, you were the favorites. Yeah. Like, there's no one in the West that should be beating you, right. and you lose to Steph Curry by himself, Warriors. Or if they lose in the or, finals. Or if you lose in the finals to the Bucks or something, yeah. which is still a good team, but no, like... No doubt. Yeah, but like. Sure. That's not a good look. That's not a good look, right? So I'm just saying the onus is on him right now. They yep. need to get it done. And they do. if they don't, it's going to look I think, really, I think, really... And I it think, hurts the argument for every LeBron, like, true LeBron guy. We're like, no, he's the greatest ever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, because I think that that's that's part of the it. argument you can make is yeah. he's lost so many, but you can go, but he wasn't favored. Like, all these teams were so much better. I don't even care about favored or not. I, I'm willing to put that aside for now. But the fact of what they're trying to do... I'm talking about, yeah, like a team... Yeah, I'm talking about this year, a team mortgaging the whole future of the franchise for the next 10 years for this run, and they don't get it done, that's going to fall on him. Like it or not, it's going to fall on him. You know what I mean? So that's going to be... Gonna be a tough pill to Bad if it news does happen. Bears. My but then goodness. if it does happen, you're like, wow, what a, what a move. Jeez Louise. They better get at least two for the amount of stuff they gave up. It's crazy. All right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's come back. Let's come back home now. I want to talk about Ed Stefanski, the de facto GM of the Detroit Pistons. He says he came out before the draft, um, and we'll talk about what they're doing in a second. But he came out and said basically he's okay. He's good with the quote unquote big three, if you can call it that. The Pistons have right now of Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond. My first question to you is, is he serious? Because I read something else into that. I want to know if you're on the same wavelength as me or not about that. Um, I literally have written here, coming from the Pistons organization, I wouldn't be shocked if he's serious. <laughs> literally wrote that as I was writing this out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. They're in a spot where... They have these contracts that they just can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. They have no money, and they don't have a lot to do. So at that point, you just have to go, I, I have to believe in my big three. Right. Even if you don't inside, yeah. I think you have to. Like, when you go look at that Lakers organization, if they get another max guy, you have, that's it. You would be like, I'm okay with this. Even yeah. if you're not, you have to be okay with it because you're the GM yeah. or whatever. Right. So... I don't know if he's okay with it. Blake's not. Blake's playing very good. Yeah. Drummond gets bodied by every single guy he goes up against, but it's fine. He's fine. And then Reggie Jackson just is a ball hog and throws up a three at the end of the game to lose every series. He's like, that's fine. But. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but they have to live with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I, fine. Here's what I read into that. I read as we're waiting. That's all I think it is. That's all he says. I'm good with it because I have to be good with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting, right? Like, Reggie's done at the end of this year, right? Yeah, you have to he ain't coming back. Yeah. Drummond's gone after two <laughs> years from now. He's got a player option. But if he doesn't opt in, right, he's gone too. So all you got left is Blake and Blake at that point. So I think that's what they're drafted a little bit, right? It was like, yeah, we're waiting a little bit. So we're going to take these guys and we're going to develop, yeah. cultivate. Hopefully Dwayne Casey's that guy, right, yeah. Who can, who's shown that he can develop a team before. Yeah. So because of that, it's like we're just going to wait. We're going to buy our time. We're going to be competitive, but we're not going to go out and be crazy. And then once Reggie's gone, Josh Smith's extended contract, that's gone. You're not going to pay. And then this kind of goes to my my next point, right? They traded John Lohr. 
and got a first-round pick for it, by the way, which, and they got Tony Snell, another wing to play, which is nice, right? You're basically, yeah, you basically actually, upgraded but... your shooting percentage by for one guy by like 10% just alone. And you got a you got a pick which you transformed into other stuff, right? And you're not picking up Greg Robinson the third suck ass contract because he was terrible. You know what I mean? You were able to draft some guys where you think can contribute for you, especially off the bench. Canard mm-hmm. got better, right? The starting five doesn't look I mean, I'm not a huge Reggie Jackson, but Reggie, Kennard, Snell, Drummond, and Griffin, right? I don't think that's a great starting five, but I don't think I think it could be a lot worse at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It could be. But you a could lot, have Bruce but, Brown in there, but but you look at the but but then you look at their bench though, and I go, okay, you're you're not completely up, you know, shit's creek without a paddle. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you got Fawn Maker coming off the bench who can stretch the floor every once in a while. You're gonna have this new dude from France coming over. You're gonna have Bruce Brown who defensively is very good. Mm-hmm. Offensively, he's atrocious, but. Defensively, he's fantastic. You go sign a guy that we're going to talk about. Maybe Trey Burke coming here. You know, maybe get uh, Seth Curry. Maybe somehow on a whim, <laughs> right? Something. You know, have some more shooters here. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily against what they're doing. If the if the thing is, we're going to bide our time. We're going to wait, and then in a couple years, that's when we're going to really ramp things up. Give Blake a last little bit of run here, his last couple years, and then we're on our way. Yeah, I, mean? I, I totally agree with literally all of yeah. that. I mean, they just realize that these two guys are completely useless and haven't helped us in the last, like, three years. Yeah, but they're and, stuck because of the yeah. previous regime. So, so fans are just going, you know what? We just got to bide our time. We're not yep. going to give away the future to be better now because we have no chance now. Yeah. So rather than doing that, let's be smart. Let's pick guys that the fans can be like, in two years, he's going to be the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is what I think they did in the draft too. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be very it's gonna be fun. Tigers outlook. We're gonna be good in twenty twenty one. I hope all so. Right, let's do it. All right. Last thing. All right. We got NBA free agency. All right. We've been talking about this for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Free agency preview. Is the before we go into players right? Is this the most anticipated free agency period in recent memory? Outside of LeBron being a free agent, oh, right? Okay. That's literally what yeah, happened. Yeah, outside notes. of the one time LeBron was really like he was kind of, like last year, everybody knew he was going to Lakers. Yeah. The time before that, nobody truly knew yeah. if he was going to go to Miami. But yeah. outside of one player, just as a group of guys, and we're going to go through them: Kawhi, Durant, Clay, Kyrie, all these guys. I don't remember another time where there's been this many true. Tier one free agents out there. Yeah, no, I literally have in my notes yeah. that LeBron's 27 t- 2010 decision right. was like the last big one. Right. And before that, I can't remember. I, I don't remember another one that was this big where yeah. you're really going to have 12 all stars just going, I could move to I a different team. I can go anywhere team. I want. Yeah. Right? And all these teams are like, Shed cap, shed cap, shed cap, yeah. shed cap. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're all trying to dump cap everywhere to try to get some of these exactly. guys. And it's it's crazy, Tradeway assets, there's two. It's either you're in the market for them or you're not. It's one of the two. Like, the Pistons are not. Is this yeah. going to be crazier than NFL free agent frenzy? It Just this be. year. It could be, honestly. Usually because it's not. You don't, you don't see t- true top-tier players mm. hit free agency very often. Like, when Sue hit free agency when he went to Miami, right? That was a top-tier player yeah. as a free agent. You know what I mean? Yeah. The NFL doesn't have that usually, right? It's Not more usually. like second tier, which are really good players. Trey Flowers is not a 
tier one talent, mm-hmm. but he's a tier two talent. You yeah. know what I mean? Where, yeah, you get excited about him because he's going to be a big part of your team, mm-hmm. but it's not like Brady's a free agent, right? Like Peyton Manning, when he was free agent, that was a big flipping deal. Was, you know yeah. what I mean? All right, uh, let's go through some names on Mike. You got the list. I got some guys here. All right, let's just let's fun. go. Give me the name, and then you say who you think he's going, where okay. he's going, and then I'll kind of say yeah, or I'll say no, I think he goes somewhere else. Okay, uh, Kevin Durant, I think he stays in Golden State. Yeah, I think he does too. Now with the injury, just with the injury. If it wasn't, injury, I'd probably say he's a Nick. Yeah, but at this with point. the injury, which is crazy because like if the Knicks miss him, <laughs> I think. Well, geez. I've heard reports that he's going to try to rehab in Golden State, and yeah. Golden State's going to ship him to the Knicks. That would be stuff. bad. A side and trade, a side and trade, be, would yeah. not be bad for them because then that's the beauty about Golden State. Right? It's like okay, we'll just take back some assets now, exactly. and they just restock. It's yep. crazy how they do that. Yep. All right, I'm um, good. With that. I'm, I'm with that. So say it's side and trade to the Knicks. Golden yeah, asterisks, but yeah. signs with Golden State. Right. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I have him staying in Toronto. Yeah. No reason to really leave because yeah, he's, he's got a player title. option he can pick up. I, I mean, it, I don't really see why he would leave. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say though, I'm gonna say he goes to the Clippers. Okay. I'm gonna say he goes to, just because I want to just be different. But I, I, I knew else, that was. I but, just, that. Yeah, but it, just because I think that like Jerry West has done a great job there in the little bit of time they've been, and I think he just wants to let's try it out, see what happens. All right. Uh, Kyrie Irving. I think he uh, goes to Brooklyn. I don't want him. If I'm Brooklyn, I don't want him. Oh, I wouldn't I, want him I either. totally don't want him. You saw but, the debacle. Boston, the fact that they didn't win the championship or even get to the finals is absolutely disgusting yeah, when you look at that roster. Really Talk about depth. You know what I mean? Yeah, Good five bucks. Yeah. No kidding. So, if, yeah, I think, I, I, man, I'll say he goes to Brooklyn, but I wouldn't be shocked if he takes a one-year deal to go to the Lakers. Takes nope, a, takes a less than max, less than max one year contract. You know what I mean? Yep. That would even get paid as a max to go to Lakers and win a championship. All right, I got Kemba Walker. I have a very interesting take on this mm-hmm. one, so I'll have you go first. Um, oh boy, that's a tough one. Um, I would say go to Lakers, but I don't think they can afford him. I I think Charlotte's gonna try to do whatever they can to keep him. Uh, I'll throw. I'm just gonna throw a team out there. I'll say the Knicks grab him. Okay. I'll say the Knicks just throw just oogles the money and say you and RJ Barrett. Okay. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's whatever fair. You can. They have the money, yep. and it's New York. Okay, ready? Yeah. I have them going to the Mavericks. Really? And this is super underrated. Probably won't happen, but yeah. this is my like throw out there. Yeah. Because when you look at that roster, if they get him, yeah. you'd have him, Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. and Kristaps Porzingis there. Well, Porzingis is technically a free agent, though. Yeah. So, but um, I have yeah, right. then you later, have I have him resigning. So I do, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that I wouldn't be bad. Know. That wouldn't be bad. I think That's what you nice need to do, too, is I think you need to offload Tim Hardaway a Jr.'s contract Probably. to make that happen. But that would be a super underrated move. I love Rick Carlisle. I know he's not the most beloved guy here, but I really love Rick Carlisle as a coach. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't shock me. But I'm going to say the Knicks just because I feel bad for Knicks fans. It's not going to happen. Sorry. but <laughs> Well, you feel I bad think. for New York team? Uh, the Knicks, yeah, just because yeah, every year they're just like, it's, this is the year, and then it's never the year. <laughs> Uh, Clay Thompson, I have yeah, him staying in Golden State. Golden State, that's the, the first priority for them. I don't uh, ACL or not, it's not ACLs are not the same as what they used to be even no. ten years ago. He'll be fine. Yeah, he needs to be able to shoot. He'll be fine. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, I have him going to the Lakers. Actually. Really? Yeah. I have him resigning. I think I don't. I think that he could stay in Golden State theoretically and yeah. take a less because I don't think he's going to get the money. I think he either stays in Golden State or he goes to a team that's bad and overpays yeah. for him. And now I'm thinking about it though when you have like because I thought I forgot yeah. for some reason thought Kuzma went in that trade. Yeah. But if Kuzma's there, they probably don't sign the him. Yeah. Right. And like because you said, don't need that many bigs, so you no, need guards. He's a liability on defense. 
too. Yeah. He's not good on defense. And when LeBron not playing defense anymore, the yeah. least way he did last year, that's going to be Yeah, so I have him. I actually also... Plus, he Davis there, too. He probably like, signs Golden State again for like a one-year deal or whatever. Right. Like, I, I think if he wants to win and be in a system that values him, right, I'd stay there. If he's just going to go for the cash grab, yeah. he could go anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shoot, the Knicks will take him. <laughs> You can go everywhere next. You guys are taking all the bad contracts. Stupid asses. Uh, Jimmy Butler. I have him going to Miami Heat. The Heat. That's yes. an interesting take. I wouldn't mind that, actually. I like that. That was Spolstra there. Yeah. I like him as a coach, too. He's a little, very underrated as a coach, I think. Got White Side um, there, who's fine. I guess, yeah, you know? he's all right. But, I, but geez, Miami man, Heat. I don't know. I think that... You know, I think Brooklyn's an option for him. I know, just yep. be based off of if, they, especially if D'Angelo Russell doesn't sign there, I think he'd be fantastic. I think the Clippers, another team, right, who could take him. You know, bring him in. Oh boy, I mean, Philadelphia really screwed the pooch big time really on did. this. But all right, let's keep going. Tobias Harris, I have, I actually put a spot for him, but yeah. I have him going to the Clippers. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. He's just going back going there. Back there. He's going back. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Might as well. <laughs> I don't think he goes back to the Clip just because they traded him. Number one, yeah, yeah. Um, they give him the right amount of money. He right. Though, yeah. No kidding. Whatever. Tobias is weird because he's like a super underrated guy. He's going to get max money somewhere. I don't know. That's a weird one for me. I feel like he should go to a team that like randomly will sign him. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just like... This is a there. tough one for me. I couldn't think I don't so. know. I, I if Boston had the cap, I'd say maybe Boston because they're losing Al Horford. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, who can stretch out. He's a bigger dude. He can stretch out. I don't know. Let's say Boston. Like, right. Why not? Chris Middleton. I have him staying in Milwaukee. I think so, too. I think they need to prioritize him and Lopez big time. I yes. think that... But the problem with Milwaukee is going to run into, even though Giannis is re-signed... You're going to pay Chris Middleton a lot of money. You know what I mean? And Chris Middleton ain't Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? It's just not the same thing. So it's going to be it's going to be a bad contract for Milwaukee, but I think it's a necessary contract for Milwaukee. And the last big one, D'Angelo Russell. If you're, the, if you're Brooklyn and you truly feel D'Angelo Russell is the guy for you, you need to keep him yeah. at whatever cost. Kyrie Irving has proven already – he can't win on his own. Mm-hmm. That's why his best shot to winning a championship is to go to L.A. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that, but, I I mean, he should. they should try everything in their power to re-sign him. He ain't going to L.A., true, clearly, D'Angelo Russell. Now, he could go to the Clippers, too, though. Honestly, Good. you bring a point guard and Kawhi there, shoot. Get out of here, man. Get that out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I like him there. I think he could go to the... I think he could go to the Knicks too if they don't if they don't sign somebody else. There's mm-hmm. there's a couple places really that um, that he could go, but I like D'Angelo Russell a lot. He too. really showed a lot last year on a team that you can't name a second guy on that on that Brooklyn team. You know what I mean? Like if you like honestly, I mean I can't really. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that name one Carroll dude. Name a guy. Yeah, exactly. You you know what I'm talking about that black sure. Carroll guy. Damari Carroll is this? Yeah. Dem- Dem- yeah. Sure. Dem- Demar. Sure. Sure. Something Carroll. <laughs> There you go. Alan <laughs> Crabb, he's there. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. bad contract on the <laughs> But if you're Brooklyn, too, you just got out of a bad situation trading all those picks away to Boston. You're finally kind of bouncing back from that. And you've got a budding point guard, right, that you can just surround with talent. Now nah, we're going to go sign Kyrie Irving. Worst idea you could possibly make. And I hope, based off the reports, seeing that they may be thinking twice about maybe doing that. So that would be huge for them. But And then finally, Trey Burke. Pistons? That's where I have Yeah, see, it's probably going to the Pistons. I don't know. That'd it's be fine. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. That is going to be it for episode 30, Mike. We're on episode 30. That's a lot. That is a lot of episodes, I mean, like, man. kind We're of. Almost, almost over half a year now. Yeah, I guess so. Craziness. Episode 30 in the books for the Merc Zone. Oh, wait, I am the mouth of Michigan. We will see you guys, as always, next time.